When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is 7 News with Sally Bowery. Good morning. In less than half an hour, Queensland's borders will reopen with queues of drivers anxiously waiting to get across. For Victorians, though, it's a different story. Banned from entering because of the outbreak, they will be turned away. Senior correspondent Robert Ovadia is on the border for us at Tweed Heads this morning. Good morning to you, Rob. Uh, this is a moment many have been waiting for, uh, but they will have to wait a little while longer, it seems. Yeah, a little while longer, just under half an hour, but uh, it's kind of counterintuitive the way this is going to work, Sally. You can see the border behind me. It's a hard border. The twin towns, Tweed Heads, uh, these cars that are crossing now are going exactly in front of camera from New South Wales into Queensland. Now, that is the roads, but in terms of the planes, every other mode of transport, the far reaches of Queensland can be reached now. So we've seen a lot of criticism of Anastasia Palaszczuk in the past uh, couple of weeks, maybe even months or so, that uh, the border needed to open a bit earlier for the sake of the economy. Queensland's tourism is really going to benefit from that. The counterintuitive part, however, is that the traffic here is likely to be even slower because you still need a permit just to get from New South Wales to to Queensland uh, today and uh, that includes those people, the extra people who will be travelling here as tourists. I ask anyone coming from New South Wales, um, anyone coming into our state to expect delays, please whatever you do you've got to go online and download your border pass. Uh, be patient I think is the biggest answer to all of this. And there have been a few instances uh, this morning of people who didn't download the correct pass and they've had to circle back uh, through the traffic, which has been extraordinarily painful for them, uh, having waited so long just to get here in the first place. But all systems go here for the moment. The countdown is on. 25 minutes, the border between Queensland and New South Wales will open, Sally. OK, thank you very much, Robert Ovadia, reporting there. Residents caught up in Melbourne's housing estate quarantine have finally tasted freedom, allowed out after five days trapped inside. For more, Blake Johnson joins me. Good morning to you, Blake. There were plenty of smiles overnight, but some residents aren't so lucky. Sal, eight of the nine towers placed in lockdown at the weekend have returned to some sort of normal life back on stage three restrictions like the rest of the city. But there is one more tower in North Melbourne where case numbers are unfortunately rising. Residents there are still in lockdown. But for the hundreds of other residents in these nearby towers, midnight was the first time they were allowed outside since Saturday. About 2,500 residents inside those buildings have now, now been tested. And from those tests, 158 positive cases showed up. Those people must quarantine at 
at home or will be offered hotel quarantine. We have heard of relief from residents last night and this morning, and there was thanks from one woman who was able to get police to walk her dog while she was stuck inside. She was the lucky one. She could go out for about 10 minutes every night. Not me. Thank you so, so much for the government. Thank you for everybody you held here. The Victorian government has just announced a half a billion dollar support package that will be coming out in the next few weeks. It's been created with help from the Chamber of Commerce and Industry and the Hotels Association. There's cash for struggling businesses. Importantly, there's mental health support for business owners and relief for tourism operators who can't welcome visitors for holiday. We're again seeing shops closed across the city. Our ski season here is almost a write-off and we're told the economic effects of Melbourne's lockdown will be felt not just across Victoria, Sally, but unfortunately right around the nation. Okay, thanks very much, Blake Johnson, reporting there. Police have handed out just six fines to people trying to get around Melbourne's strict lockdown. Two drivers were arrested trying to evade checkpoints. Around 1,200 police officers are involved in the so-called ring of steel around the city to enforce the quarantine measures. A meeting of the National Cabinet is underway right now for the first time since Greater Melbourne went into lockdown. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is live in Canberra for us today. Hey Taylor, uh, what will they be discussing? Sally, good morning. Well, the outbreak in Melbourne will no doubt be high on the agenda today, with leaders looking to do everything they can to try and stop the virus spreading interstate. It will be the first time National Cabinet has met since Greater Melbourne returned to those Stage 3 restrictions and Victoria was isolated from the rest of the nation. Prior to the meeting, Scott Morrison flagged potential changes to the hotel quarantine system amid fears a second wave of coronavirus infections could come from international national arrivals. A review of the program conducted by the nation's chief health committee will be presented to leaders in that meeting in order to determine if current checks and protocols are in fact adequate. The National Cabinet is also expected to make a decision on limiting international flights to Australia to ease the burden on that quarantine system. 28,000 passengers flew in over the past month with more than half of them landing in New South Wales. The federal government has also renewed its offer to deploy the military to help enforce that hotel quarantine in order to ease the pressures on police resources around the country. Sally. Okay, thanks Taylor. New South Wales health authorities have been forced to clarify quarantine rules for people returning from Victoria. The orders sparked confusion over when mandatory self-isolation was to begin. It's been confirmed anyone who has arrived since July 8th must quarantine for two weeks. It comes as authorities fear complacency is setting in with warring scenes outside a Sydney pub. Huge crowds were pictured lining up in a blatant disregard for social distancing. To the US now, where a major search is underway for missing Glee actress Naya Rivera with fears she drowned while boating with her young son. US Bureau Chief Ashley Mulaney joins us live from Lake Piru. Ashley, it's now a recovery mission. Yes, Sal, the circumstances are just so tragic. Uh, rescue crews have been out on the water all day today looking for any sign of Naya Rivera. It was yesterday that she went out on the water with her son uh, on a hired boat, but within a few hours, the little four-year-old boy was found alone, sleeping on the boat with an adult life jacket by his side. 
Uh, police believe that Naya uh, may have drowned in the water, which is uh, surprisingly full of currents, debris uh, and has poor visibility. Uh, we've spoken to the sheriff just a couple of moments ago who tells us that a team of specialist cadaver dogs have actually been brought in that can detect uh, the, the scent of human remains from beneath the water. So they have just gone out on the water moments ago. Sadly, they are now treating this as a recovery operation. We're going to keep people here through the night. Um, we're not going to leave the area. Um, we're going to have people that can respond here tonight if something develops, we learn something. If the body is entangled in something beneath the water, it may never come back up. Um, we don't know. So there is about 100 search and rescue personnel that's been out on the water today. We're told that Naya was quite familiar uh, with the lake. She comes here quite often, but as I said, there are strong currents uh, and police now believe that she may have drowned. And sadly, uh, Sal, it is looking like there won't be a good outcome here. OK, thank you very much, Ashton Lane. you reporting there. New video has been released of a shocking bag snatch on a young woman in Perth. Surveillance video shows two suspects approach the woman aged in her 20s in the eastern suburbs yesterday, ripping the bag from her and causing her to fall. Police say she was thrown from their getaway car when she tried to stop them fleeing. They caught up with a pair and have now charged five people with 118 offences. More than, 100, more than 100 firefighters have tackled a huge blaze which engulfed a hand sanitizer factory in Sydney's southwest. For more, we're joined by Andrew Denny in Moorbank. Andrew, it'll take some time to put out. Well, good morning, Sally. It's been some 15 hours since this blaze broke out at a factory here in Moorbank and firefighters are still here on scene working to put things out. The ferocious blaze started at the back of Sphere Healthcare, a company that produces supplements and baby formula, and it quickly spread throughout the entire complex. They'd recently started producing hand sanitizer and had large volumes of ethanol on site, which ignited, causing what authorities have described as rivers of fire that they battled well into last night. Firefighters are treating it as a hazmat on fire, so we're taking all necessary precautions to extinguish the fire and contain that runoff and contain any more spillage from leaking into the environment. As you can see from these images from our 7 News helicopter, the entire complex has been destroyed. Now, this company employs more than 100 staff, and this morning many of them have gathered outside the factory with no idea what comes next for them or what it means for their employment. Worried what we're going to do. Um, we... Basically, we don't, now we don't know what, what's the next step. Now, because parts of the roof here have collapsed on top of burning materials, it's making putting it out entirely difficult. And firefighting efforts are likely to continue here well into the weekend. Sydney has woken up to a blanket of thick fog. The haze stretched from the harbour to the western suburbs and delivered a brilliant spectacle from the coast and in the sky. It did reduce visibility for cars driving across the Sydney Harbour Bridge. However, there were no disruptions to flights or ferries. A huge sinkhole has swallowed a car in Perth overnight. The Honda hatchback nosedived into the hole as it opened up, leaving the young woman driving the car badly shaken but uninjured. A tow truck was called and eventually dragged the car out of the hole in the northwestern suburb of Bennett Springs. 
Virgin Australia is launching a flash sale to coincide with the Queensland border reopening. The airline slashing prices on more than half a million Queensland airfares to celebrate an end to the shutdown. Tickets for flights from August this year to March 2021 are selling as cheap as $85. Virgins also adding a second Sydney to the Gold Coast flight to keep up with demand. Johnny Depp has again denied allegations he assaulted ex-wife Amber Heard, this time during the pair's three-day visit to Australia in 2015. Claims the actor searched for dangerous drugs on the trip were made in court as the movie star sues a British newspaper for defamation. Sarah Greenolt reports. Well, much of day three focused on the couple's time in Australia. When Johnny Depp was filming Pirates of the Caribbean, he says he was simply miserable during this period. His then-wife, Amber Heard, claims she was the victim of a three-day drug-fueled attack. Depp denies this is the case, but says they did have a fight. The court heard that during this argument, he pushed her into a ping-pong table, which collapsed. He grabbed her throat, saying it would, quote, be easy to crush it, spat at her and accused her of having affairs with leading men. Now, during this argument, Johnny Depp's finger was severed. He says it's because his then-wife of just a few weeks threw a vodka bottle at him. He used this bloodied finger to write messages around the Gold Coast mansion they were renting on mirrors, on walls, even a lampshade. The court also heard that he smashed windows and a television, creating, quote, total carnage and leaving a damage bill of up to $150,000. The court was also read out text messages exchanged between Depp and his personal assistant where they were hunting for drugs, namely cocaine and what they referred to as happy pills thought to be ecstasy. Uh, back in LA after leaving Australia, there was another argument. This time, Amber Heard claimed she was the victim of a headbutt and had several clumps of her own hair pulled out by Johnny Depp. The actor strenuously denies all of these abuse allegations. He even goes so far as to repeatedly say that they are a hoax, that these stories are fabricated. It is worth noting that he's not the one on trial here. Johnny Depp is the one suing the Sun newspaper for publishing an article back in 2018 calling him a wife beater. The tabloid is trying to prove that it was totally justified in doing so. The US Supreme Court has granted a New York prosecutor access to Donald Trump's tax and financial records for an investigation into alleged payoffs. There was a twist, though, with the court ruling not to release the records to the Democrat-led US Congress. Trump tweeted political witch hunt after the verdict. It's easy to get a little lightheaded when meeting a future king, but for one unfortunate super worker, it all proved too much. While talking about his work with Prince Charles, the man started swaying, then blacked out. The man was OK and after a quick check, continued his chat with Prince Charles. The Duke of Cornwall was there with wife Camilla to thank supermarket staff for their tireless efforts during the pandemic. The Victorian winner of last night's $80 million Powerball jackpot might not be aware they've actually won. Officials say for the second time in 2020, there was a sole winner of the Division One $80 million prize. Victorians are being urged to check their tickets in case they have the right numbers. It was unregistered and the prize is yet to be claimed.